All right, welcome back to Crisis on Infinite Comics. I'm your host, Cody Shedd. And I'm Danny Rushing. And uh, we're here to, with two special guests. Uh, why don't you two introduce yourself just a little bit? Andy Childers. I'm a self-publishing web cartoonist, putting out books and fixing appliances on the side, or mainly, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm Roland Mann. I spent uh, about 10 years in uh, comics, uh, some of that time with Malibu and, and Marvel. Uh, also been a... Um, uh, an English uh, professor at the university level, and I've just uh, released my first novel. All right. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're currently uh, working on? Currently, I've just released at this con, uh, and my mind wanders, so I look at my book as I say this, Captain Geezer, Porta Potty Time Machines, Oh My. And it's a flip book. On the other side is Down of Time, Warm Spot in the Gene Pool by Bubba the Caveman. <laughs> And that is the book I just put out. It's a collection of those strips that appear on my websites on Thursdays and Wednesdays. But I, after the con... What, what I, site is that? Oh, BubbaWorldComics.com. C-O-M-I-X. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Roland. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. And after the con, I will be drawing about two pages a day of a hard graphic novel so I can have it finished by September, so I can have it published and in my hand by October. Awesome. All right. And uh, we'll probably be picking up one of those books to review on the podcast later. So, I like the Doctor Who spoof. That's what we talked about on Facebook. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I finally remembered. It, it's okay. Our, our show is mostly filled with random thoughts that never get caught. Oh, that's perfect, man. <laughs> it's, it's the podcast with ADD. <laughs> Alright, Roland, what are you working on right now? Uh, well, uh, oddly enough, I am uh, once again a uh, full-time student. I am uh, working towards my Master's of Fine Art in writing. Uh, I am finished with, no, I am on the home stretch of my first year of a two-year program. Um, the reason I'm doing that is because uh, I've been teaching uh, writing, just the composition at the university, but I want to teach creative writing. And despite the fact that I had, you know, oodles and oodles of, of publications, I didn't have that, you know, little piece of parchment that said I was, you know, educated enough to teach this. So I'm going back to earn that so hopefully I can teach some creative writing as well. Uh, the good thing about that is that while I'm doing this, as part of my schoolwork, I am uh, working on a novel as part of my work. What's the cool thing about being in the MFA, my schoolwork is reading and writing. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't it have been like that the first time around? Amen. Um, so, yeah, really. So I'm working actually on my third novel. Uh, I'm, I'm writing superhero novels now. Uh, my second novel is with an it's unpublished, and it's with an agent who is still shopping around um, for a publisher. And my first book, Buying Time, uh, is uh, about a month hot off the presses, so it's still fairly new. Uh, still making the rounds, and so that's kind of what I'm keeping myself busy with. Oh, I should also mention, I, get, I forgot these, um, I've just, in the last six months, two graphic novels that are adaptations of um, classics, uh, Huckleberry Finn and um, Wizard of Oz. Forgive me, I, I, I'm stuck that I don't want to look at you, but the light is right behind you. Uh, and so I, I, people usually can't help but look at me. And, and, and the light, I carry that with me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So that, that kind of covers me. Okay. 
Well, um, Andy, um, what was the first comic book that you just fell in love with right then and there? Well, to be honest, it technically wasn't a comic book. It was the funny pages. And I was three. And couldn't read them, but yet was fascinated with them. And would lay on the floor and imitate the art. Because I started drawing when I was one. Wow. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to be a cartoonist at age three, even though I did not know what it was. And at age three, you could probably draw better than I can now. (laughs) I'd gotten pretty good by then. (laughs) Stick figures are about as far as I can go. And I just stayed into that. And then as years went on, uh, my brothers older than me, three brothers older than me, I went through the things you can't find now, Richie Rich and Casper and Mm -hmm. all the Harvey comics, along with the Jughead and Archie's. And then... uh, well, I guess it, you just elevated into superheroes somewhere around there before you was 10 or 11. And I just became DC and Marvel all together. I just pretty much read them all. Back in the day, it was all good. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, well, back yeah. in the day, and this was decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Roland? Well, it's, it's very easy for me to answer, although my uh, my start wasn't, wasn't nearly as... Uh, uh, enlightened as Andy, uh, I was probably, and I don't remember my exact age, but I was probably seven or eight, and the uh, I, I wouldn't read. I, I, as a as a seven eight year old, I just you know I was behind all the other kids in school because I didn't want to read. I wanted to do other stuff. You know, uh, I loved playing with my army men, for instance. You know, that was way more fun than doing schoolwork. Uh, and so, mom, in her uh, wisdom. And was always searching for something to, to get me to read. Well, one, one day in the supermarket, uh, which was probably Kroger, I don't remember for sure, but uh, standing in line, you know, comics used to be, you know, in, in supermarkets. Yeah. <laughs> when I was little, they were there. Yeah. When I was a teenager, they weren't. Every corner store. <laughs> yeah, 7-Elevens, yeah, you know, Stop and Rob's, they all had them. Um, but I saw a uh, Avengers 150 the 151 or 152 so don't hold me to exactly but Captain America was on the cover and I was just like cool this looks cool this is a and this would be volume one okay not volume two three or four but Captain America was on the cover and I was like man that is so cool well I took it home first page first yeah first page is a splash page and it had all these characters I'd never seen before because I knew Spider-Man and Batman the, the, the icons that everybody knows but it had these these, these characters that now of course I know them now they were Yellow Jacket and they were the Falcon and they were uh, the Wasp and Thor I didn't know who Thor was then right? they had all these characters I'm like how cool do they look well in the entire comic Captain America was laid up on an operating table. He didn't. He didn't have any action in the book. So I was disappointed because, you know, I, I Captain America is what what drew my attention. But had all these other characters, and they were worried because Captain America might die. So you know what happened, right? You had to keep going. I had to have the next issue. I had to have it because Captain America, the dude, like sold the, you know, jumped out and sold the comic book to me. You know, I had to know what happened, and I was hooked. I, I was hooked, so I and, and never looked back from then. So, oh, those are both really great. <laughs> it's way more epic than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you told yours before? Oh yeah, okay. We, episode that, one. Episode one. All right, so which, uh, <laughs> anybody who listens to this show picking up now should skip 
episode one. See, I'm the only advocate. Well, we can't because we have to go back and listen to your story. Yeah, right. we're going to go back. We're going to oh, call oh, you later yeah. and laugh at you. Oh, episode one is horrible. <laughs> See, I enjoyed episode one. I thought it sounded great. Okay, for yeah. what we were working with. Well, you have to forgive me, but what episode is this? Do you, do you know yet? This is going to be episode... Well, it, it's... 12? Well, 12 it, it depends on how we divide everything up for the convention. So, we've recorded up to episode 11. The other night. And so, depending on how everything... This will either make it episode 12 or 13. Cool. Very so, cool. Yeah. And they're all going to be... 9 through 13 are all going to be posted on the same day. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. We've, this is our vacation, so we've recorded a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we have a lot to... Uh, I have a lot of editing and stuff to do. <laughs> I got a lot of pizzas to go make, because that's my day job. <laughs> hey, pays the bills, man. Yep. Barely, but it does. <laughs> so, um, how do you like the direction that comic books are going nowadays? Oh, I do not read Marvel or DC much at all. I'm an independent now, just the opposite of what I grew up with. In fact, I quit in 94 when all the storylines of every book I read insulted my intelligence all at once. (laughs) And I came back in 96 with CrossGen because it's a new company. Then they got too big and they said, let's be like everybody else and make a million different titles and tie everything in and make and get every cent that that person has and I said well I'm not gonna I just dropped everything and apparently everybody else did too because <laughs> they went out of business a month later and now I buy graphic novels I buy the trades now I will I am going to be reading the brightest or, or darkest night I don't know anything about it yet except for the prelude because I'm getting it in trades because I want it where it sticks on my shelf, stays, and I don't have to keep up with it monthly. I hate to do this to you. <laughs> I, I have every Blackest Night book that, that DC released. All of the offshoots, because I was one of those people that like, I think I, to understand everything, I have to have yeah. it. And everything was great. All those people like come I, that's what I hear. It's like 75 books. Until the end. Everything was great until the last book. Well, no. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. The story was great. It was just... they you, DC finally took a spin and were doing things the complete different than they've ever done it before. And that last book, they have to reverse it back to what it normally is. I'm not going to uh, ruin the book for you. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, I'm still going to get them. Sounds, sounds like a who shot JR. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm going to read them anyway and enjoy them up until the point because most everybody will do that a lot of times. But I, I do a lot of independence. Walking Dead is my favorite even though it's technically image. You know, you're uh, the third person since I've got here that's told me to pick up Walking Dead. They said it was really good. I love Walking Dead. It's depressing. <laughs> it's no hope, but yet for some reason I read it every that's time. That's what I need. <laughs> it makes my life look so much better. <laughs> All right. What's your opinion? I'm going to have to give you the abbreviated version because this is probably something I could talk about uh, for a long, long time. Um, especially since I uh, since I started reading. Um, did you ever figure out the date? I saw you calculating uh, of the Avengers 152. Uh, it, 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 no idea. I don't remember the exact date, but it was uh, it was late um, late, late middle seventies. Because the Terminex was first edition number seventy five. And it came out in 77. So I would actually go to say it would be about 78, 79, the 150 maybe come out. Because the Avengers at one point was like a, a weekly book. They were 
pumping it out. They either bi-monthly or weekly. I know it's coming out freak, more frequently than other books. I don't, you know what, I, I'm not going to argue with you, but I don't think it was back then. Maybe early, 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 like uh, when it first started. Okay. I don't know. Um, and you might be thinking about X-Men reprints, uh, because I think the X-Men, once they went in, you know, they, they entered a, a, a series of, because they started in the 60s, and they entered a, in a series of um, reprints. And I think they went weekly. They might have went weekly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's it's been so. They were they were periodicals. I know that. So I, I, whether they were bi-weekly or weekly, I, I I don't remember. I don't remember buying them weekly though. Um, but I do remember. I do remember uh, that that issue in particular. And it, of course, then I went back and bought you know all the all the Englehart stories, which Englehart started writing around 108. Uh, and, and to this day, actually, except for the modern Avengers, I don't know, I'm, I'm segueing, I guess, uh, I have all but about uh, four of the Avengers for a complete run. Wow. Yes, I, I'm still a geek. Um, <laughs> but the, the short answer to your question is, is I, I do not like the direction that, that comics have taken. And, you know, my theories go back to um, sort of the Dark Knight, which would have been around 86, I, I think. Uh, and I think that um, comics begin to take the, the tone and the mood and, and re- art reflected that, but sort of the tone and the mood of comics. Our panel, if anybody wants to come in here. <laughs> 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 but but the, the, uh, apparently no one is in there. Um, <laughs> but the, the tone and the mood of comics really began to change after Dark Knight. And I like Dark Knight. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think it was a very good book. It was Batman, and it was not targeted to, to, to kids. But I think that's what happened is that the, 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 the whole mentality of comics began to change toward the darker, you know, grittier, nastier sort of feel. Uh, and and then, then comics just begin to change. And I don't like that because um, I, I think that uh, the long and the short of it is comics have abandoned their core audience. Uh, you know, Stanley always had to, you know, we wrote, we, we change uh, readers every four years, and that was based on the idea that the comic book readers were age 8 to 15, and once they turned 15, they could start driving and dating, you know, so, <laughs> so, the, but, but he always got those 8 to 15 year olds, and they sold hundreds of thousands of copies, and you know, Marvel, it's, it's not unusual for the best selling Marvel copy, comics today to sell, you know, 25 and 50,000 copies, and I don't, I don't see how they can, they can survive on that, but, um, so yeah, I, I don't like it at all. I, I would like to see some some fun uh, put back into mm-hmm. comics, and I, I think they're they're way too dark, and too gritty. In, in story, I just don't I don't think attention to story is there. It's it's um, and, and you know I would I would kind of blame Image for this. You know, even though they've got some good titles, but the sort of the Image mentality is that you know let's get all these really really pretty pictures. You know, which you know, you can debate some of them or not, but yeah, they look really, really good. Mm-hmm. But then when you finish it, you just go, "What was the story?" Mm-hmm. You, you know. And so I think that that, that comics have kind of abandoned um, um, storytelling. You just described our grievances with the Jonah Hex movie, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, don't. Don't. don't see Too it. late. Uh, it, is it not an eighty-one minute montage? It is, but I, I went in. I t- when I go to a movie, I turn all that off and I just enjoy whatever they give me. I have not seen it yet. 
Well, even looking at it from a non-comic book perspective, you could have taken every bit of dialogue out of the movie and replaced it with a metal track, and you would have had the exact same content. (laughs) Or or a Looney Tune match. That's sad, though. You know, Roger Rabbit's feet, you know, just going from city to city. Yeah. But see, isn't that depressing, though? It is. You know, as, as, you know, and I am, as fans of the medium, of the genre, it's depressing. Yeah. You know, because th- there's so much that it can do, and that you look at what's happening to so, so much of it today, and it's just depressing. Yeah. I haven't even made to Iron Man 2. I refused after the first one. I liked the first one. I did, too. We see, did. everyone's against me on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the first one. They, they made some... But see, now, you don't, we can even go back to Spider-Man. You know, to me, <laughs> I enjoyed Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3? Two. Well, first one. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed but, the first one. But, but yeah. now, now let's let's let's. The, the, what is the one major thing that completely changed the character? All the depression and whining. Well, okay. No, he, the one major always, thing. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, well, he always sort of the death that. of Uncle no. Ben. Where does his web come from? Oh, yeah, the web, yeah, the cartridges. They, no web shooters. It was just they, they, in okay. the movie they changed and you that. Think, oh, well, you think? Well, okay. It's for me. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, that, you know, coming out of the skin. That's not really a horrible idea, right? Mm-hmm. But what does it do to Peter Parker? Makes him less in, ingenious. Right. Yeah, yeah, because Peter Parker was a, a, he was a kid scientist. He was a, a you know Brilliant. a genius yeah. in training. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Because yeah. he made these little web shooters that just shot out and just you know and, how cool was that? And, they and one of the best parts of of the old series was every time he needed some web, right? That thing, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's out. And, out and that was that right. was always one of the, the yeah. greatest things. That's that it. was it. He exactly. had problems. But now three, as much as horrible as it was during the emo dance thing, I just laughed myself silly. When he's playing the piano, <laughs> playing the piano and doing the little dance. No, I did enjoy two though. Two, two was okay two, because yeah. I like Doctor Octopus. So, yeah. and um, Alfred Molina did a great job. Yeah, it's hard yeah. not to like that. You know? And three, if they just chose one villain and let the yes, others stay at home. Yes, well, I agree. They, they they depict the Sandman and ended it in the church scene where the Venom suit ripped off of him and attached to Eddie. If it ended right there, yeah, they could that have saved be. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! How's that for a segue? <laughs> How's that for a segue? Segue, yeah, that's fine. We're ADD too. <laughs> well, you fit right in. <laughs> I'm AD something, other whatever. <laughs> Pretty bunnies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shiny object. Like, like Alan was talking about the squirrel, you know. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrels of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we have enjoyed talking to both of you, and um. Anytime y'all want to come on the show and promote anything, like we are picking your book up. Very We're cool. picking yeah. one of your books up. Cool. And uh, we, we can record over Skype if any of you want to come on the show again. We, we, we live hey, in cool. Excellent. We and just so you know, we have each other's books. <laughs> and I have Skype, so. All right, well, we'll try to get you back on one day. Excellent. Me, me and technology are uneasy allies at both, so y'all will have to explain <laughs> Skype to me. Well, the thing about Video it, Louisville's not there oh. maybe an hour and a half from Forest. We live, you know, I Oh, live in Forest. He lives in Morton. Well, I'm moving back to Forest. He lives in Morton. <laughs> so you know, we can just take 35 up to Philadelphia and 16 straight in. Well, 16 to Philly, and then yeah, you know. What I mean. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I could meet y'all in Philly or something, or I could. Can you use just a regular phone for this? Or? <laughs> we well, actually might be able to figure yeah, something. I could rig it up. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm the He's resi- the tech guy. <laughs> I'm the resident okay. tech guy. Me and tech guy let you don't get along like the microphone. I still have a working 8-track player. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for thank being you. with us. Appreciate I'm, you having us on. Uh, this is I'm Rolling Man. Yes. Thank right. you. And, no, that, thank you too. And Andy Childress. <laughs> I'm Danny Rushing, and, and I'm Cody Shed. We'll catch you on the flip side.